Welcome to the Variant Vendetta podcast, a podcast where two variants discuss movies, TV, video games, and pop culture in an attempt to end their vendetta against each other. You can support the show by giving us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Variant Vendetta or by leaving us a five-star review on your podcast platform. Either way, we are very thankful for your support. My name is Annabelle, and I'm joined by someone who makes me want to ride a roller coaster with broken seatbelts. Matt, what's up, buddy? Wow. I honestly, earlier today, forgot that we were doing the whole jokes in the intro thing. So, wow. How could you forget that? I don't, I mean, okay, what kind of roller coaster are we talking without seat belts? So, like, is this one going upside down? Don't all roller coasters go upside down? No, they don't. Well, I feel like any roller coaster you get on without a seat belt, it's still going to projectile throw you off the roller coaster. Well, in any case, I say go for it. <laughs> <laughs> very rude okay hey you started it very rude today is our first ever trust me you'll like it where we show each other movies that either the other hasn't seen or the other hates this is my first episode trust me you'll like it i love percy jackson and the lightning thief and matt told me that he had seen it when he probably when it first came out, but he didn't really remember much of it and didn't really remember liking it. So I made him watch it this week. Yeah, I honestly don't remember anything about this movie. I couldn't tell you when I saw it or how long ago it was. I, I know for a fact it was a very long time ago because I don't remember it at all. So it's pretty much almost like I've never seen it. Yeah, yeah. Enough time has passed to where your memory is like, a blank slate and it was definitely only one time i've never seen it more more than one time so yeah it is pretty much a, a blank slate well i'm gonna get you to like it we'll see by the end of this episode i'll let you know <laughs> what i thought <laughs> all right let's get into it so we start off with the sea god poseidon he walks out of the water at a pier in new york in his huge god form all of the Greek gods, this is their natural state, is like 20 feet in the air. Like you look like a hobbit compared to these gods. Uh, he's walking down the pier and he transforms into a mortal form so that he doesn't stick out. Except for and that he one goes, guy that saw him. What? I said, except to that one guy that saw him. <laughs> You're talking about Evan. <laughs> no 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 the one guy on the pier oh yeah the fisher the fisherman yeah yeah <laughs> evan's gonna love that shout out sup evan <laughs> <laughs> love how big they are <laughs> <laughs> i've only seen one of them and i know he's just ginormously big <laughs> that is accurate <laughs> anyway Poseidon goes to meet his brother Zeus at the top of the Empire State Building. It's been a while since they've seen each other. And Zeus is played by Boromir. I mean, Ned Stark. I mean, uh, Odysseus. I mean, Sean Bean. <laughs> Sean Bean's been around the world when it comes to freaking powerful dudes. 
I'm sure I've like seen him in a lot of movies. I just don't know like actors and actresses. Uh, I do see the see him in Lord of the Rings. I saw that recently. So I do see, I can see his face. Yes. And Ned Stark. That's another big one. Odysseus and Troy. I mean, I don't know if you watched Troy in school. No. No. I, I know mm-hmm. I watched it in school and outside of school, but I don't remember him being in troy for some reason no my school is kind of lame we didn't really watch movies we did sometimes zeus asks poseidon what do you see while he's looking out at the sky and poseidon responds thunderclouds and zeus says but there's no lightning it's stolen somebody stole my fucking lightning bolt poseidon starts to get agitated asking zeus you think i took it and continues to tell Zeus his power has blinded him, has blinded him, and that he knows they are forbidden from stealing each other's powers. Zeus fires back with, but our children aren't. And Poseidon obviously gets really fucking pissed because he's threatening his kid now. So far, the only kid that Poseidon has that we know of so far in this movie. I doubt that's his only one. I, um, I I know for a fact, like, yeah, it's the only one that we know of, but he is a Greek god, and they are kind of uh, deviants, and I don't think that's the only one. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to spoil the books, but I feel like I'm going to in this review because the first book is so different from this movie. But I will say, yes, he does have more children. Yes, he does. Who would have guessed a Greek god <laughs> with more than one child? You find that out in the second book. <laughs> Poseidon tells Zeus he hasn't seen him since he was a baby and that his son doesn't even know him or the fact that he's a god's son because of Zeus. Zeus threatens Poseidon by saying if his son is this thief, he will send him to the depths of Tartarus, which is way worse than the underworld. It, I'm not sure if this is actually in actual Greek mythology, but as far as the books go, Tartarus is pretty much a prison in the depths of the underworld that the Greek gods had sent their father, Cronus. Yeah, that's his name, Cronus. When they killed him. Well, I'm glad you know more about actual Greek mythology and the books than I do because I am not too educated in Greek mythology and I have not read the books. So you should read the books because they are fantastic. Are you a reader, Matt? Do you read? Sometimes it depends on the books. On the comic books? Well, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but, but like other books too like the harry potter books and ready player one stuff like that yeah that's my uh, genre as well i like stuff like that continuing on poseidon threatens zeus and zeus says you must return the bolt to me in 14 days by midnight on the summer solstice or there will be a war then we cut to percy jackson and he's sitting at the bottom of a pool holding his breath He comes out of the pool and his friend says how crazy it is to hold your breath for seven minutes and asks him how he does it. 
Percy responds that he just likes being in the water and that it's the only place he can think, which is indicator number one, that you're not normal. Gee, I wonder why you like the water. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We cut to Percy and his friend in class and they substitute Mrs. Dodds calls on Percy to answer the question on the board. When Percy looks at the board, the letters move around showing us that he has dyslexia. He can't read like normal people. After that, Percy is coming home from school, talking to his mom, saying he thinks his ADHD is making his dyslexia worse and that he thought his new school was supposed to make things better. Percy's douche of a stepdad walks in and is very rudely wondering why Percy's mom, Sally, hasn't gotten him a beer yet. This shit pissed me off. He goes, woman, where's my beer? Excuse me? You want to get slapped, bro? Yeah, I think we can both agree. uh, Fuck the stepdad. Yeah, fuck him. And also props to Percy for actually standing up to him instead of just being like that little weak, you know, I'm not going to do anything. Yeah, he does. He's like, he doesn't say what the fuck, bro. But he's like, come on, man. Like we're in a kitchen. That's disgusting. Because he also slaps his mom's ass as she's walking by right in front of him. Like show some respect to my mother. That's my mom. He really holds his own in this. And I do really like that. I think that's because they aged up. The characters in this movie, in the books, they're like 12, 13 years old. In this, he's clearly like 14, 15. Some kind of high school age, yeah. Yeah. After that whole fiasco, the stepdad leaves the room and Percy is talking to his mom like, why do you stay with him? Like, he's a douchebag. Like, (laughs) And he smells bad. He smells like sewer. Or something. He does. He says that he smells, sleeps till noon, and can't hold a job. Why are you with him? And she does the thing that all moms do when they don't want to tell the truth. She says pretty much like he's helped us in ways that you don't understand. I think he's old enough to understand. Come on, you need to tell him. I'm curious to know if the stepdad... I I'm guess not, but I, I wonder if he knows about this situation. No? No. No, he doesn't. No. At least in the books, he is just a piece of shit that Percy's mom married to help out the situation that she is dealing with, which is revealed later on in the movie. So really, his mom should have said he helps this family in more ways than you or he know. Yeah, 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 because he has no idea. He just thinks Percy's a douchebag kid that has issues. Right. Yeah, fuck the guy. Yeah, fuck him. Fuck him. Um, after Percy's mom tells him that, it's obvious Percy's not buying that shit. He walks out. Uh, we cut to Percy and his friend Grover on a field trip at a museum. Percy hears a voice in his head saying, be prepared. Everything is about to change, Percy. Percy turns around and sees Poseidon looking at him, and then he vanishes as the bus drives by. 
classic movie shot of somebody watching another person and they're just gone. I got some hardcore Magneto vibes from this shot. I don't know why. I don't know if the I don't know if the actor that plays Poseidon just looks like Michael Fassbender, the uh, actor who played young Magneto, but this gave me some Magneto vibes. Maybe I don't. I told you I don't know actors, so it's, well, I don't they're know. definitely not. They're definitely not the same. A man in a wheelchair is telling the students about the twelve Olympian gods, and this guy is Mr. Bruner. He is one of the teachers in Percy's school. He explains the big three are Zeus, Poseidon, and Hades. They got to power by overthrowing their father, Cronus, by chopping him into little pieces. And the three gods have been rivals ever since, always arguing and threatening war to each other. On occasions, they would come down to Earth and hook up with mortals. Which, hook up. <laughs> yeah, hook up. Demigods. Children were half god, half mortal. Uh, Percy looks at a statue with ancient Greek written on it, and he sees the letters start to move, and they translate into English. So he can read ancient Greek. Yes, yeah. he can. Yeah, it's pretty freaking awesome. I wish I could read ancient Greek. I have a point on that that I'm not going to get to yet. Um, it'll come up a little later, but I do have a point on that. Okay. Sounds good. Mrs. Dodds has been eyeing Percy this entire field trip. Sexually. (laughs) (laughs) Not sexually. (laughs) Sexually. Oh my God. (laughs) She gave me mad, uh, bad guy vibes. Yeah, why are you yeah, staring she, so she, hard? She gave me some hardcore going to jail for student-related <laughs> activity vibes. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Oh, that's terrible. She tells him they need to talk and pulls him away from the group to a part of the museum with no bystanders. It's completely yep. shut off because there's construction going on. Sexual activities. <laughs> were gonna say that (laughs) (laughs) i'm not gonna lie like the first time i watched this movie yesterday i was like all right she's this is weird like (laughs) what is going on (laughs) i totally thought that too when they went to like an empty like closed off part of the museum like okay that's a little weird looking him up and down all day yeah (laughs) they're in that room and all of a sudden Percy doesn't see her. He's like, uh, hello, where are you at? And she somehow got on top of the scaffolding and is yelling at him, where is it? Where is it? And he's like, how the fuck did you get up there? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And she turns into this giant winged monster, which in the book, are called Furies, so I'm gonna refer to her as a Fury from now on. They call her. They called it that in the movie too. Yeah, later on. And no, no, that explaining. happened in this scene too. In this scene, oh, yeah. when I uh, didn't catch it until my second watch, but yeah, they called her a Fury. Yeah, when uh, Mr. Bruner and Grover bust into the room. Yeah, they tell him. Yeah, when they're explaining. 
So she charges at Percy and is accusing him of stealing the lightning bolts. Not and Percy's like, I got no idea what you're talking about, freaking out because this woman just turned into this monster and is coming at him. The Fury lifts Percy into the air, yelling at him to give up the lightning bolt. And then Grover and Mr. Bruner rush into the room, telling the Fury to release him. Or I gotta say, this movie kicks off really fast. It does. Like this happens. 13 minutes into the movie and it this does. man's getting attacked by a fury and about to leave for his quest. Oh, you should read the books. The books are even better. Was it like page two uh, actions no. already starting? Not page two. It's probably like chapter two, but like he fights a lot in the books more than he does in these movies, which I'm actually kind of upset about, but I know they did that for the sake of time, but I really would have loved to see more of this actor just going ham with this fucking sword. Does he fight more in the second movie? It's been a while since I've seen that one. Yes, he fights a lot in it. Um, But I don't like the second one as much as this first one because it like they screwed up royally with like connecting it to the books and the main plot of the entire series it kind of got screwed up. Even in this movie, it got screwed up from the beginning, which I think is why they had such trouble with it performing well because they veered off so far away from the books. Yeah, I haven't seen the second one, so I have no idea. It's definitely not as good at this one. Maybe we'll watch it one day. Hopefully not. (laughs) (laughs) That just sealed your fate, buddy. We're watching Sea of Monsters. The Fury throws Percy to the ground and crashes through the window fleeing. Percy's freaking out, thinking he's going crazy. He needs to see a doctor. And Grover and Mr. Bruner are just talking to each other, saying they should have known a Fury was going to conceal themselves in their school. And Percy tells them she said something about him stealing a lightning bolt. And Mr. Bruner starts to look very worried and says they found him. He's in danger and that Percy needs to be moved to the camp like right now. And Percy is just confused as fuck this entire exchange. Mr. Bruner hands him a gold pen saying it's a a very powerful weapon. You need to hold on to this. And Percy's just looking at him like it's a pen. You're nuts. It's a pen. What are you talking about? Was it really that powerful of a weapon? I mean, honestly, like it just looks like a secret sword, like just a normal sword. (laughs) It Okay, so it's just like a normal sword, but also when it's in its pen form, when it's in his, he can never lose it. Like if he loses it. It powerfully. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it does not. If he loses the pen, it automatically goes back into his pocket. So that's like the big thing about it, really. It transforms into a sword and he can never lose it. And pen Mjolnir. (laughs) But not broken. (laughs) Yeah, not yet. It does not break. I'll tell you that right now. It does not break. It's a very powerful weapon, Matt. It's a very powerful weapon. Well, you know, we might, we might see. 
how powerful it is if we ever get around to the second movie. Hopefully not. <laughs> I'm hoping we'll see in the the Disney Plus series that they're coming out with. I can't wait for that. I hope it's like in, in the Disney Plus series, I hope it's like a, a massive too big to hold sword for the kid. I'm sure it will be because they casted the kid that played um young Adam. Yeah, in the Adam project. So they're sticking to the 12 years old, 13 years old. The writer of the books is supposed to be really have his hands all up in this show. So I think it's going to be like page for page, the book, which I'm really excited about. I hope it is. Well, chances are it'll probably be better than this movie. I, it probably will. I, I really hope we can review it one day, Matt. Maybe. When does it come out? Oh, I don't know yet. All right. Well, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Okay. <laughs> maybe. Well, maybe review it. I really hope so. You're going to get a ton of comments on Discord being like, yeah, you need to review that. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> I'm, I'm about to be the bad guy again, as per usual. You're always the bad guy. It's okay. That's the whole point of our show. So Grover takes Percy to his mom. He says, we need to tell your mom right now. You can't trust anybody. Don't look at anybody. We need to go to your mom right this second. And Percy's like, what is going on? Why did Mr. Bruner tell you to watch me? Like you have crutches. Um, Grover's like, just because I got crutches doesn't mean I can't protect you, dude. I'm your protector. Pretty much given Percy like the rundown, but not really telling him everything that's happening yet. They all jump in a car, Percy, Grover, Percy's mom, and they're on their way to the camp and Percy's mom. I have a question. Yes. How did Grover knock the stepdad out? All he did was took his crutch and hit him in the foot and then in the balls. How did that knock him out? Doesn't. No, he doesn't. Um, I don't know. Movie magic. That's how, Matt. Plot don't question it. Whole. Don't question it. Or convenience. You don't know how strong Grover is. Good God. How strong do you have to be to hit a dude in the balls and knock him out? Um, I don't have balls, so I don't know how bad that hurts, but I imagine you could get hit so hard that you faint. I could see that happening. I've never experienced that. <laughs> Anyways, that's not important. Plot convenience. We'll call it um, plot convenience. Okay. Whatever you say, buddy. <laughs> Uh, Percy is listening to his mom. She's explaining to him that this camp is for special people like him and that is telling him about his father and that he was forced to leave them. Uh, she was just about to tell him that his father is a god when this ginormous cow is thrown in front of their car, causing them to crash. What's up? Yeah. Um, okay, so when they're driving... I was like, okay, nice. You know, that's a Chevy Chevelle. It's actually a 1972 Chevy Chevelle Malibu SS. So I was like, okay, awesome. 30 seconds later, it gets a cow thrown at it and it flips and it's just destroyed. I was like, all right, so yep. much for that. Yep. 
I actually didn't know it was a Chevelle in the books. It's a Camaro and it's the stepdad's car. And he's like, you cannot do anything to that car. Like that car is my child. You need to be very careful with that car. So you can imagine how pissed off he is that his car is uh, trashed. Did they ever mention it later on? Like in the little news clipping that, that we hear, like his stepdad's like mad that he kidnapped his mom and or whatever. I think he does say something along the lines of like, they totaled my car, but I don't think it's really like fully touched on. Like it's in not as not as important as the books. Yeah. Which is not even really that important in the book. It's just, I think it's funny that they totaled his car and that was his child and he's such a fucking douchebag. So fuck you. That's what you get. Karma, bitch. I get it. Karma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm fucking hilarious. Woo. Percy sees this ginormous bull type thing that is known as the Minotaur in Greek mythology um, as they're trying to get out of this wrecked car and it's charging at them. So Grover takes off his pants, revealing that he is half goat. He's a satyr. How cool is that, Matt? Um, not that cool. Gave me uh, Narnia flashbacks. Narnia? <laughs> narnia really yeah you know that half goat half guy yeah i remember him but like i didn't full-on think of narnia when i saw grover i was like oh shit that's why he's got crutches oh i did i was like oh he's he's furry in the legs he's one of those half goat guys like the (laughs) narnia dude (laughs) all right moving on they run from the Minotaur to the gates of the camp and Percy's mom can't get through because she's mortal. Uh, and then the Minotaur grabs his mom and she just dissipates into a gold shimmer, making everybody think that she's dead. Poor, poor Percy. That's the only family he has left is just dead. So you can imagine he's fucking pissed off. He takes out his pen And it turns into a sword. That's how we see it for the first time. He starts fighting the Minotaur and his sword is knocked out of reach. He takes a piece of the Minotaur's horn that broke off in a tree while they were fighting and just stabs the shit out of them, killing the Minotaur. And then he passes out. He faints because he's so tired. My last words before I fainted would have been grab that horn and bring it with us. Um, Which he does. He does that in the book. Does he? he? Yeah, he does. He takes it with him as like a trophy. Like I would have too. Yeah. And like, he holds like on to it for a my bit. My first mythical book. creature that I killed with its own horn. Like I'm bringing that thing with me. Yeah, he does. I wish they would have done that in the movie, but he does in the books take the horn as a trophy. But instead he just says like, Mr. Stark, I'm not feeling so good. And he passes <laughs> out. Feel so good. Oh, yeah, he faints. Um, we're cutting to Percy waking up in the infirmary at the camp. Camp and he's mud talking. blood. It is not mud blood. That's a different thing. Half blood. 
mud blood, blood isn't even a half blood. That's not the same thing. Isn't that's the first thing that I thought of when I saw camp half blood. I was like, oh. Half blood in Harry Potter is when one of your parents is a witch or a wizard and the other is a mortal. A mud blood is when both of your parents are mortal and you are a witch or wizard. All right, but the mud blood was the first thing I thought of. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. I'm glad I could educate you. Did you have that written down? No, I didn't. It looked That's like you were reading of that off of a paper. I know a lot about Harry Potter. <laughs> so do I. And I don't know. Mudblood still just was the first thing that came to my mind. Um, when Percy wakes up in the infirmary, it's three days later. He's been knocked out for three days. Um, he's talking to Grover. He thinks it was all a crazy dream. But then he looks at Grover and is like, oh, that was real. No, my mom is gone. No. Um, he actually kind of comes to terms very quickly with what's happening, which is odd. There's a lot of things that happen in this movie. Very fast paced. Yeah. And I think it's for the sake of time, because in the book, he does have a, a hard time with accepting everything. And he actually denies it for like a chapter that he's a demigod until he's like proven that he's not normal. So yeah, I, I wish y'all could see Matt's face right now because he looks bored as <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I'm boring the shit out of him. I don't know what you're uh, talking about. It'll be over soon, buddy. We're getting there. <laughs> We're still in like the fourth scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's a good movie. It's okay. Grover introduces Percy to Camp Half-Blood. He takes him around, uh, tells him that he's a demigod, and that is why he has dyslexia and ADHD. All right. That is one of the points that I was going to mention. But before I mention that, I do want to say um, in this scene, Grover is a dick because there's people practicing archery right there, and they're all in their little firing line and whatnot. And Grover walks in front of them and then blames them and yells at them about it. But it's like, that's not their fault. You're the dickhead that walked in front of them. He does. But also like, why is there not like a separate area off for archery? That is true. But since the archery range is right there, that is Grover's fault, not theirs. Yeah. Walk around, the buddy. Yes, exactly. The second point I wanted to make was I appreciated the fact that this movie took Percy's quote unquote downfalls, you know, like the ADHD and the um, dyslexia and made it seem like they were his strengths. Yes, I loved that. The dyslexia is because his brain is hardwired for ancient Greek and his ADHD is his battle reflex because he can't sit still. He gets antsy, which... Right is is very a good a very good explanation for it actually i did really like that a lot he tells percy he wouldn't have been able to defeat the minotaur if he didn't have the blood of the god and so that's when percy's kind of like thinking about it like oh maybe he's right i mean you're in this camp 
full of all of these mythical creatures that you thought were myths, but you're seeing in front of your eyes. So you think that would be like indicator number one. Yep. This is all true. But yeah, or maybe, no. maybe he's just dumb. No, he's not dumb, <laughs> Matt. That's mean. Well, damn. you know, you have a half goat man for a best friend and you're still like, what's a Greek god? He knows what a Greek god is. He's not an idiot. You get, you okay? get the point. You get the point. Oh, my God. Whatever, dude. Oh, Grover shows Percy where they do battle training. And you see Annabeth, daughter of Athena, the goddess of wisdom. Who immediately starts making eyes at Percy. Another super fast thing, in my opinion. He makes the eyes first. Let's be honest here. He makes the eyes first. But yeah, it's weird because that is not a thing in the books at all. And all of them, that is not a thing. No, not at all. No. He actually, further along in the books, has a thing with a different girl um, who becomes a big part of the storyline. But yeah, not a thing, which was very weird. And I I don't think I like it because they're really just like best friends. That would be like me and you having eyes for each other. Imagine Disgusting. That. Yeah, gross. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> gross. Okay, no, I don't like it. I'm not a fan. But uh, Grover's reaction in this was hilarious. He was like, dude, she'd squash you like a bug. It was so funny to me. I loved it. Uh, But she's fighting and honestly, badass, badass fucking fighter. Um, Clearly, she is one of the strongest people in the camp, one of the strongest campers. Grover then shows Percy the centaurs running, and Mr. Bruner is leading them. His true name is Chiron. I'm going to mess this up because it's spelled C-H-I-R-O-N, which I want to say Chiron, but it's actually pronounced Chiron, I guess, in the movies. Um, So I apologize if I say Chiron a lot because that's how I read it. Well, I would have said James Bond horse, man. <laughs> this is um one of the... Is he a James, James Bond? Yeah. I don't watch those movies. I will say this movie has a pretty strong cast. It does, Not yeah. Not gonna lie. They got Logan Lerman, Alexandra Daddario, uh, Uma Thurman, Sean Bean, Rosario Dawson, Pierce Brosnan. Like, yeah, this is a pretty strong cast. Yeah. And in my opinion, it's a strong movie. It would be better if they changed it just a little bit, just a tiny bit. That is kind of contradicting. I think this is a strong movie and I think they should change it. (laughs) Okay, but you get what I'm saying. Like, it's not a terrible movie. It's not like fucking Howard the Duck. Okay, it's a good movie. John's going to kill me for that. Sorry, John. It's a good movie, but they changed the entire, like the actual plot line of the books. The whole point of these books, they kind of changed it. And it was very upsetting. 
Yeah, but that happens all the time in book to movie translations. But why are you? And some of them are good. Harry Potter had big yeah. changes. Still good. Yes, I will give you that. But what is the point of making the movie if you're going to completely screw up the entire point of the books? Well, I'm sure they didn't think they were screwing it up when they made it. Maybe. I don't know, man. I don't know. Am I turning into the bad guy? <laughs> Maybe you are. <laughs> You're here talking more shit than I am. Uh, I just gotta say, there's a lot riding on this Disney Plus series, so I really hope it's fucking good. All right. Chiron was keeping an eye on Percy in his school, disguised in a wheelchair, because obviously he's half horse. How the hell does that work? It's magic. Matt, don't question it. Fair enough. I truly don't care enough to question it beyond that. How do you how do you hide a whole half horse under a blanket in a wheelchair? It's magic. That's how. I'll I'll take it. Yeah. Don't question these things, okay? You got pen swords and minotaurs in disguise. No, he's a centaur, not a minotaur. Centaur, my bad. We should write you like a, a vocabulary sheet. No, it's all right. I don't <laughs> think I'll be watching this again. <laughs> uh, Chiron introduces Percy to his cabin that his father built for him and realizes his father is Poseidon, god of the sea, which differs very, very greatly, very greatly from the books, very much. Oh. Um, so pretty much continuing on with the scene, Chiron is telling him that nobody told you that you're Poseidon's son for your safety, because it's like a huge threat to be a son of the big three, which is true in the books, but not for the reason that they say in these movies. In the books, the big three gods, Zeus, Hades, and Poseidon, made an oath that they would not have any children because they were the strongest gods so their children would be too powerful and they could overthrow them just like they did with their father so they made this oath that they weren't allowed to have children so the only people that know who percy's father is in the books is his mom and poseidon that's it because it was really a danger for him to even be alive because he was not supposed to be born whatsoever. So when you get to Camp Half-Blood, if you don't know who your parents are, like your godly parent has to claim you as their, as their kid. So if you don't know who your parents are, you automatically get put into the Hermes cabin because apparently Hermes was like a really big whore and just hooked up with everybody. So he has a shit ton of kids until you are claimed by your parents. So he's in that cabin and that's where he meets Luke um, for at a week at least in the books. And then he doesn't get claimed by Poseidon until he's in a fight about to die. 
and Poseidon pretty much speaks to him and saves him. And then this huge trident like appears above his head, claiming him as his son. And it's like a really huge deal because that means Poseidon broke this oath between Zeus and Hades, which would start a war. So you see it, what I mean? How yeah. much it differs? Yeah, and that's movie, like really important. The movie important. is just like, let's just slap a triton on, on the decor in the house and call it a day. Yeah, so those, the cabin, so there's a cabin for each god on that camp. And the Zeus, Hades, and Poseidon cabin are always empty because they don't claim any children because they would tell everybody that they broke their oath. So that's like a really, that's why he's in that cabin alone, because he's the only one so far that has been claimed. So yeah, you see how it differs? And like, that's a really big deal in the books. And they just gloss over it and change it a little bit in this movie, which I'm not a fan of. So are in the movie, do all the blue helmet people belong to one god and all the red belong to another? Or are they just mixed together? No, that, that's just two separate teams for Capture the Flag. Uh, really what they do is like each cabin has like alliances. And so they kind of choose who they team up with for Capture the Flag. Annabeth is actually on Percy's team in the book, which is not the same in the movie. And she pretty much uses him as bait so that she can go get the flag which works but it also he's forced to fight and it shows him that he has this instinct in him and that he is a half god so it's like i don't know i'm really upset by it because that's a really important part of the entire storyline was just him being alive is bad and they just gloss over it like, oh, we all knew that you're Poseidon's kid. We just didn't tell you because they all think that you're going to steal the lightning bolt or that you already stole it. And we obviously know that you don't have it. So we're just going to train you and then send you to Olympus to prove your innocence to Zeus. How is why Why would Zeus believe him? Why? It's dumb. I don't like it. I am the bad guy. Holy shit. I, was, I did not I was expect. Really, I was really hoping that was a rhetorical question because I have no idea how to respond to that. I was not expecting to become the bad guy for this, but I do like this movie. I promise. I It's a fun watch. It's just not the right storyline. It's not. That's kind of how just... I am with Ready Player One. I don't know if you read that book, but the book is... 20 times better than the movie oh, and yeah. I still like I still like the movie but if they had done it page for page by the book it would have been so much better yeah literally like the first 10 minutes of that movie is in the book and then the rest of the movie is not in that book whatsoever which was wild to me because I watched the movie first and then I read the book and I was like whoa this is actually way better than the movie yep same have you started the second one the second book I have it, but I have not started it. Neither have I. I can't get past chapter one. I keep getting distracted. We went off the rails there. Whoops. Ready player one. Off the rails. Off the rails. All right. Where the heck were we even at? Okay. I went off on a tangent there. Yeah. That's putting it lightly. (laughs) 
It's just, oh, this movie could have been so much better. Don't, please don't do it again. I'm sorry. Please okay. Don't. I'll continue. I'll continue on with the actual movie and what happens in the movie. Okay. Chiron talking to Percy, telling him that his mom married his stepdad to mask the smell of Percy's demigod blood. That's why the stepdad smells so fucking bad and is such a piece of shit because his he's so pungent that the monsters can't smell Percy. So she was hiding Percy all these years, which is why she married this awful, awful man. Which I give it to her to be in a marriage with a guy that terrible for your son. That is a great thing to do. But you shouldn't have been selfish and you should have sent him to camp half blood in the first place. You shouldn't have went this entire time without telling him who he actually is. Cause he's going to find out one day and it's better sooner than later. I think. Fair, fair enough, I guess. Um, yeah. I think it's kind of weird that the smell of that man blocks the smell of a demigod. It is weird, but can you imagine how bad he smells then? I'd rather not. I'd rather not. You're right. Oh, man. Chiron explains to Percy that the gods think that he stole the lightning bolt and there will be a war that will end civilization. Like, that'll be it for the human race because of the elements the the weather would be out of whack there'd be tornadoes hurricanes thunderstorms all day every day just the earth would be torn to shreds pretty much percy needs to train so he's got to train before he can go to olympus to prove his innocence to zeus which i said before was dumb we then cut to Chiron gathering all the campers up for a game of capture the flag. He introduces Percy to everyone and says he's going to need a team to be on. And that's when we are introduced to the beautifully handsome Luke, son of Hermes. I love him so much. Even he's literally though... the villain. I know he's the villain, but <laughs> he's, he's a hot villain, villain, damn it. Oh, man. I like that actor, too. He's a hot villain. But he's a better villain in the books. Oh, uh, who could have guessed? <laughs> we need a counter on how many times I'm going to say. We should have been playing a take a shot every time Annabelle says the books are better than the movies. <laughs> All right, listeners. Every time I say the books are better than the movies, take a shot. This is an excellent drinking game right here. Take a shot right now all right continuing luke volunteers to take percy because he's showing that he's a nice guy in the beginning of this movie he just wants to have him be included be his friend the capture of the flag begins and the two teams start battling each other luke leads percy away from the big fight towards the other team's flag and percy is stunned by how well he is doing fighting these people. He literally says at one point, he's like, how did I do that? Because it's just like a literal battlefield, like Renaissance times, swords, shields, armor. It's crazy. I love every second of it. We need more Renaissance stuff. 
Do you have a Renaissance fair around you, Matt? Yeah, we do. You do? Yeah. Oh, I need to go. I don't think I've never we have been to one it, here. but I want to yeah, go there's, to one. There's a pretty big one in Georgia. I'm like I said, I've never been to it. I want to go to one and like dress up and shit. That'd be fun. And LARP. LARP. <laughs> I don't know how good I'd be at that. <laughs> I'm not coordinated. <laughs> Maybe you have some Greek um strengths that you don't know about i doubt that (laughs) (laughs) yeah i doubt that i do not have an ounce of greek in me whatsoever just 50 percent italian that's it and some polish it's weird i'm a weird person (laughs) (laughs) okay All right, continuing on. They start fighting um, when Percy, he finds the other team's flag and he's met by Annabeth. And also, I can't tell you how many times I had to scribble out her name because I kept writing my own name. And I figured you'd say it on here. Yeah, I did. And the first time I watched this, I was like, no fucking way. Her name is Annabelle. No fucking way. But then I put the subtitles on and I was like, oh, it's Annabeth. Always thinking about yourself. What can I say, Matt? I am a ray of sunshine and everybody loves me. And you're hurting my eyes. Wow. Wow. Rude. On that note, I'm going to continue on with this movie. Please. (laughs) all right he meets annabeth uh they start fighting and she's just pulverizing the fuck out of him she is giving him a run for his money uh he gets knocked down and he hears that voice in his head again telling him to go towards the water the water is going to heal him and make him strong again so he crawls over and you see the water like go up his arm and all of his cuts completely heal. He stands up and he's like takes a breath because he just feels all this power surging through him and just starts going through the other team one by one, beating the shit out of them, like surprising everybody around them. They're all watching this happen. And he comes to Annabeth again and he actually takes her sword from him and she is shocked. She looks like she's just been knocked off her feet, surprised. And she's kind of got like a look in her eyes, like, damn, who's this boy? Which is fucking weird. It's weird to me. Maybe a little turned on. Maybe, maybe a little bit. All that adrenaline. Uh, he gets the flag and wins capture the flag and is like a super big shot in the camp. Now they are having dinner at their bonfire and everybody's like, Oh, Percy, you want to come to our party later? Oh my God, Percy. And he comes up to Annabeth and they're talking and she's like, not really giving him much to go on. And he's like, I get the sense that you don't really like me that much. And she's like, um, well, our parents hate each other. I definitely have really strong feelings for you. I'm just not sure if they're positive or negative yet. And he's like, 
well, when you figure that out, you tell me. And it's very flirty, very weird. Not sure I liked the, the eye. They were like, oh, I don't want to say this because they're children, but they were like fucking each other with their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. How old were they when this movie was recorded or when this movie was filmed? Um, I don't know. Probably like 18, 19. Keep- Keep keep going, and I'm going to look it up and see. Okay, you do that. Suddenly, the bonfire explodes, and this giant devil creature appears in the fire. It tells Percy to bring him the bolt in exchange for his mother, revealing that Hades sent the Minotaur to abduct Percy's mom. So she's not dead. She was just stolen. He tells Percy if he ever wants to see his mother again to bring him the bowl, and then he vanishes. Chiron convinces Percy that they need to follow through with their plan of training and bargaining with Zeus, and then they will rescue his mother. And Percy's like looking at him like, okay, but then he kind of looks over at Grover like, no, I'm not staying in this camp another night. I'm going to get my mom. So... Next, we see Grover and Annabeth catching Percy sneaking out of the camp at night to go to the underworld to rescue his mom, like all teenagers are going to do. They go to see Luke, thinking that he might know how to get to the underworld because his father is Hermes. He goes everywhere, in and out of the underworld all the time. And he's playing Modern Warfare 2. He is. His uh, tent is like... It's like super old school tent, but then he's got all these fucking monitors and video games and shit. He's like, welcome get, to the modern world. They get one bad rainstorm come through. That man's playing <gasps> a dangerous game. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's a literal fabric tent. Like, I'm pretty. I don't think it's like. I think you even see parts of it open. Like, it's not fully concealed. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um. Also. Logan was 18 when the movie was released, and Alexandra was 24. Wow! No way! That's a huge gap. She was born in 1986. That's a huge gap to have them kind of be like love interests a little bit. That's that's a little weird. Maybe that's why they didn't like fully explore that. I don't know. Oh, I don't know, but he is a legal adult, so that hey. is true. And, well, I don't know, man. He might have been seventeen at the time of it, um, filming. Filming, yeah, yeah. Yikes! Uh, Luke tells them that he doesn't know how to get into the underworld, but he does have some tools for them that could help them he gives them a pair of flying shoes that he stole from his dad and a map to persephone's pearls that will click quickly get them out of the underworld because once you go in the underworld hades isn't going to let you leave so they have to go find these pearls which is not in the book at all whatsoever that's like the three keys from Ready Player One. Yeah. Well, it's like 
a very tiny sliver of the book like but it's it does not go down like this whatsoever this is where the movie really goes off the rails of the book i will say hermes was always my favorite greek god and i want those shoes the shoes are awesome they're converses (laughs) with wings wings. on them (laughs) that's dope it's freaking awesome uh, he also gives Percy his favorite shield, which is a pretty cool looking shield. It like it kind of like in the beginning because it like transforms into this big shield. In the beginning, it kind of reminds me of Captain America's tiny uh, like triangular like shield he had in the Infinity, Infinity War. Yeah. Yeah. And then it like transforms into this circle shield. Just a shield, though, not important and will not come up later. Nope, not at all. Not any type of important whatsoever. Just a shield. Very, very sarcastic here. Very sarcastic. Um, Percy, Annabeth, and Grover show up at Auntie M's Garden Emporium, which is the first stop on the Persephone's map for the pearls. The place is absolutely deserted but it's filled with all of these statues and it's, it kind of looks like a greenhouse type thing. Uh, They split up and this random woman grabs Annabeth from behind shouting for help. I knew it straight away, straight away. As soon as I saw the statues, I was like, Oh, know where this is going. Really? The name of the place didn't give it away. Auntie M's. Wasn't that the, um, wasn't that from oh shit what's that movie called <laughs> oh it's i know a... what you're talking about but i'm gonna let you sweat for it please don't what's it called why can't i think of Come it on. it's like it's like the most iconic movie ever made it is god dang it <laughs> the listeners are like yelling the why name of this think movie of it? Oh my god, the yellow brick road and the flying <laughs> monkeys and the munchkins. The Wizard, the of, Wizard Oz. of Oz. Oh my god. <laughs> what? Why did I blink so hard on that? The Wizard oh. of Oz. Anyways, what does that have to do with Medusa? Auntie M. M. Medusa. Oh my god. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Like, oh. anyways, <laughs> carrying on. I think I made mad, mad guys. I think I made them mad. <laughs> no, my total lack of Wizard of Oz name knowledge just made me mad. <laughs> it's literally the most iconic movie ever made. <laughs> I could think of everything. I swear I, I could think of every scene in that whole movie just then, but I could not think of the name. That's hilarious. Oh, that just made my day. All right. The woman grabs Annabeth and she's shouting that she needs help. Somebody's coming and her poor husband. Grover finds a statue that looks exactly like his uncle. Uh, and he's amazed at the detail. He's like, they even got the mole in the exact right place. But that can't be my Uncle Ferdinand because he was killed by Medusa. And that's when it comes to him and he starts freaking out, running, trying to find Percy and Annabeth. 
yelling that they're in Medusa's lair. They need to get out of there ASAP. Unfortunately, Medusa finds Annabeth and the poor woman that's with her. Medusa turns the poor woman to stone and the woman is holding on to Annabeth's arm. So she's stuck there with Medusa. She can't move. She can't break free from the arm. It's stone wrapped around her arm. She's not going to lie. When I watched this scene, when Medusa turned the lady into stone, I also looked Medusa straight in the eyes. I was like, okay, well, I would have got turned to stone. Yep. Yep. What did you think of the CGI with the snakes on Medusa? Uh, I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think the CGI in this movie in general was uh, all that bad. I didn't think so either. I thought it was very, for 2010, it was very good. Yeah. It was just, uh, I don't like snakes, so it was weird for me. Head full of snakes. Uh Uh-uh. No, thank you. Percy lures lures i cannot speak medusa away from annabeth and he almost looks at medusa and that's when annabeth and grover plow through the building with a car with their eyes closed and just pulverize medusa she gets up looking for percy and percy comes behind her and just a swift chop to the head head comes off She's a goner. She's done. But the eyes still work on the head. So they throw some sunglasses on the head and take the head with them. Why? <laughs> That's gross. No. They need it later. They do need it later, but it's gross. Uh, Percy sees the pearl was on Medusa's bracelet. So they got the first pearl. So then they look at the map, and the next stop is the Parthathon. Parthenon. Nashville. Words are hard today for me. And Grover says one of the most relatable lines in movie history for me. He says, <laughs> Nashville? Oh, great. Home of my least favorite music. So, Grover, <laughs> I feel you. Um, I wouldn't say that's my least favorite, but I'm definitely not like, oh, yeah, I'm going to listen to some country music today. No, thank you. So they decide to stop for the night because Grover falls asleep behind the wheel, almost killing all of them. So they stop at a motel and Percy's in the pool doing his thing. And Annabeth comes to talk to him and he's like looking at her and he's like, what happened to your arm? And she's like, oh, that poor woman had a really strong grip. So he's like, check this out and touches her his fingers to her fingers and is able to transform the water through her arm to heal her skin, which how did you know you could do that? Just a lucky guess. A lucky guess. It was also really cool how she just decided to let it bleed completely unbandaged and everything. (laughs) Just fuck it. Guess I'm going to die eventually. Well, you got to think about it. They're on the road. Oh, there there must have been some type of first aid at that motel. Probably. And if not, they could have stopped at a gas station and got some band-aids or something. You are right. You are definitely right. I mean, they have to be paying for all this gas and, and bus tickets somehow, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
So they could have gotten some band-aids or some first aid for her arm. But nope, she's just going to let it bleed out. Percy needed to heal her. It's critical to the story, Matt. Convenience, again. (laughs) Grover comes out of their room and is yelling for them to come see what's on the TV. It's a news feed of Percy's stepdad saying that Percy is a very troubled kid and that he kidnapped his mom and that he needs to be found. So now Percy's a fugitive. If he didn't have enough on his plate, now everybody's looking for him. Grover goes into the bathroom and that's where they keep Medusa's head in the sink and he picks it up. He's like, come on, guys, I can't go pee while she's watching me. And a maid walks by, sees the head, freaks out. And so they decide that they're going to go on the road again. And their next stop is the Parthenon. They still need to go to the Parthenon. So then they make it there and they walk into the Parthenon and see that the pearl is at the very top of the statue of Athena, Annabeth's mom. And they're like, that's 30 feet in the air in the middle of the day. How are we going to get to it? Let's throw a crutch at it. (laughs) Grover, (laughs) I can just throw my crutch at it. Knock it off. Like, yeah, that's not throwing any attention your way whatsoever, Grover. Thanks for the idea. (laughs) So Percy decides to, they're going to come back at night when nobody's there. They cut to it being nighttime in the bathroom of the Parthenon and they hid in the stalls and they came out and see that there's janitors. So Annabeth's like, don't worry, I got this tranks all of them in a matter of seconds too she's very quick with it and they decide they're going to put on the flying shoes fly up to the top of the statue get the pearl and then fly back down which they're successful with percy is successful doing that but then the janitors come back and obviously they are possessed by a monster that hades has sent And the janitors turn into this five-headed dragon known as Hydra. That was really cool, seeing Hydra with all the heads and shit. I really like that. Hail Hydra. This is not a Marvel podcast, Matt. Hail Hydra. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Percy starts fighting the Hydra. And... Clearly has never watched Hercules because he's just chopping heads left and right, not knowing that when you chop one head off, two more grow back. So now he's just making it worse for himself. To be fair, I probably would have done the same thing. Probably, yes. In the heat of the moment. Also, when he chops off one of the heads and two more grows back, does that also in turn grow like two more janitors? (laughs) or how do the rules work on this no no it does not (laughs) i'm assuming those janitors are dead no they're in the underworld with hades they're frozen by medusa nope not yet not yet matt oh yeah there's some other action scene bullshit that we gotta get through first Percy's fighting this Hydra. He drops the pearl. He runs to go get it. 
almost gets caught on fire by the Hydra and he sees the water fountain and channels the water from the water fountain and the plumbing to build a wall between him and the Hydra, grabs the pearl, starts running for the door, doors locked. Then Grover comes up with the brilliant idea of pulling out Medusa's head and just turns this ginormous Hydra to stone. What do you think the people that came in the next morning thought <laughs> of that? The guests were probably like, oh, cool. Like, this is an awesome Hydra statue. And the people that work there are like, where the hell did this thing come from? Yeah. And how did you even get it in here? <laughs> and how do we move it? Because <laughs> it's just right there in the center of everything. It's ginormous. Uh, so they got the pearl. They turned the Hydra to stone. Their next stop on the map is Las Vegas, the Lotus Casino for the third Pearl. Uh, They get there, they enter the casino, and they eat the Lotus flowers that the cocktail waitresses are giving out to everybody and are immediately like they are high or drunk, having a good time, forgetting why they're there. And that they're just there to have a good time. So that's what they should do. So they go through a montage of them dancing, partying, gambling, even though they're underage, they're gambling. They have no idea what's happening. They have completely lost track of their mission until later on, Percy goes to eat another lotus flower and he hears that voice in his head telling him, Telling him not to eat the flowers. They dull your senses, keeping you prisoner there forever. Percy doesn't eat anymore. He's walking around the casino. He meets a guy playing a game and is asking him. It's like a game from a movie that was very popular in the 70s. And he's asking him, oh, did you see this movie? He's like, yeah, I thought it's the movie of the year. And Percy's like, what year? What do you mean? he's like this year it's 1971 so clearly this guy has been in this casino since 1971 and he has not aged a day red flag red 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 flag he's walking continues walking notices the pearl is being used as a um a thing for one of the gambling tables i don't know anything about gambling do you know what that was matt what that thing is probably roulette Okay, I don't know shit. Yes, I believe it was a roulette okay. uh, table. He sees the pearl and is immediately swarmed by cocktail waitresses trying to give him more lotus flowers. And he's very much insisting, I do not want another lotus flower. Then an employee comes up to him and says, is there a problem, Mr. Jackson? And Percy realizes he never told this man his name. So they know who I am. We're in trouble. We need to get out of here. The employee alerts the higher ups that Percy Jackson is awake and Percy goes to find Annabeth and Grover. He snaps them out of it actually very quickly. They come to terms very quickly with like where the hell they're at, which is weird because it took him a little bit of a second. They fight their way through this casino, grabs the pearl and steals this beautiful Ferrari show car and just runs it through the front doors of the casino down the road, making their escape. 
they see that it's June 21st and they were in that casino for five days when it felt like hours to them. So their deadline is tomorrow. They've used up all of their time before this ginormous war of the gods start. So they're pretty much screwed. I will say I did like the Vegas scene. Um, Definitely liked it more than the Nashville scene and the Medusa's lair scene. I wish, I wish that the Vegas scene was a little bit longer though. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. And so like this Persephone pearls thing with the book, that's not it at all. He actually gets a quest and has to go to these places to follow through with his quest that he gets from the Oracle. And there's actually an entire part of this book that's not in this movie where he talks to Ares, the god of war, and he has him do something for him. And then they get into this giant fight and he, Percy actually defeats Ares, a god, in this fight, which I think was another big part of the book that just completely got left out of this movie completely left out not just any god either the god of war the god of war yeah he like stabs him in the foot and he starts bleeding gold and he's like oh shit percy you made an enemy i'm totally spoiling this book right now i'm so (laughs) sorry oh it's just so different it's so different take a shot listeners take a shot it's different all right they realize they have until they have hours pretty much at this point. So their next stop is Hollywood, California. That's the entrance to the underworld. It's in the Hollywood sign. Uh, they go into it and are immediately closed in. So there's no way out and see a ferryman. Grover says, oh, we need to bribe the ferryman. Give some American money. Dude burns the American money. Percy's like, here, take these golden drachmas that I stole from Medusa. And dude takes them into the underworld to see Hades. And the underworld looks exactly how you would think it looks. Uh, Ruins everywhere, fire everywhere, just awful, awful place. Uh, They arrive at Hades Palace and are greeted by hellhounds and Persephone, who is absolutely gorgeous, by the way. That actress is beautiful. Rosario Dawson. She's beautiful. Is she? What Do you know what else she's in? Uh, she plays Ahsoka in The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. Oh, nope. Haven't watched that. And soon to be the Ahsoka series. Haven't watched any Star Wars anything. She's also in Daredevil. She plays the nurse. That's what I recognize her from. Yes. Okay. That's what I recognize her from. And she's in a lot of other stuff, like uh, Men in Black 2. Yeah, she is. Oh, we need to review those movies. Those are good. I would be down for that. I like Men in Black. I love Men in Black. The first one's the best one. Persephone takes them to Hades, and Hades tells Percy... He needs the bolt to overthrow his brothers so that he can get out of the underworld because he was damned to be there. Hades reveals Percy's mom and Percy throws his shield 
revealing that the bolt was hidden inside of Luke's shield. Hades calls him a liar, grabs the bolt, and tells Persephone to feed them to the souls and to summon the hellhounds. So she obeys, but it's all a ruse, and she kisses Hades and then grabs the bolt from him, backs away, uses it on him, and he's just passed out. And she is so happy. And Percy's like, why did you do that? Why are you helping us? And she's like, because that man is awful and he's abusive. And the only thing I look forward to is my allotted time out of this hellhole because she's allowed to go and see her sisters because I believe Persephone is like a goddess of the weather and stuff. So she helps the weather change like the seasons. So I think that's when she's allowed to leave the underworld. And it's like once a year, she's allowed to do that. So she wouldn't be able to do that if there was a war of the gods. So she gives the bolt to Percy to take to Olympus to solve this problem. What did you think of this lightning bolt? Because I know you're very concerned about the lightning bolt in Thor Love and Thunder. It definitely looked a little bit more like what I imagine a lightning bolt would actually look like in this situation. Whereas the one in Thor was just kind of a yellow animatedly shaped lightning bolt. Yeah, this one was more like full of energy. You could see it. It was was really good CG, really good for that lightning bolt. Do you recognize the actor who plays Hades from anything? I do not. He played the little Roman soldier in Night at the Museum. Oh my God, he did. (laughs) I haven't seen that movie in years. Wow. He sure did, didn't he? He played a great Hades, by the way. I loved him as Hades in this. Got a whole Mick Jagger look going. It was awesome. It was great. I thought it was an interesting take on like what Hades would actually look like in like a human form. Yeah, like this, uh, like a rock god is what he would kind of look like. <laughs> That's what yeah. I imagine him to look like. Uh, Persephone tells them to go, and Percy realizes he only has three pearls to get out of the underworld. And there's four of them now because he rescued his mother. So one of them has to stay behind. They argue a little bit. Grover's like, I'm the protector. It has to be me. I need to stay. Persephone's very excited about this because she's never had a satyr before. And she has been eyeing him up and down the entire time they were there. Just like um, Percy's teacher earlier. Yeah. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You're right. Oh, my God. So Grover stays behind and they use the pearls and you step on the pearl and envision where you want to go. And that's where it takes you. They wanted to go to Olympus, but they're at the the top of the Empire State Building. Percy's like, no, this is not Olympus. And Percy's mom's like, no, this is the entrance to Olympus. We need to go through there. But they are met by Luke, who tells Percy that he stole the bolt because he wants to see Olympus crumble. Luke and Percy fight. 
and Luke, they pretty much play hot potato with this bolt, this entire fighting scene area. Luke gets the bolt, Percy gets the bolt, Luke gets the bolt, Percy gets the bolt, back and forth. Luke tells his evil villain speech, saying it's time for their generation to take over and it's time for a new rule. Pretty much exactly what the gods did to their father. Percy tells Luke that he's no hero and Luke uses the bolt on them. Percy puts on the flying shoes and is fighting Luke while flying through the air and still playing, getting back and forth with this bolt. Percy has it, Luke has it, Percy has it, Luke has it. Percy flies away with the bolt. Luke throws a knife, cutting off one of the wings of Percy's shoes, causing him to crash to the ground. Luke grabs the bolt again from him. And Percy channels the water from all of the water tanks and like captures Luke in this spinning ball of water, which is probably my favorite scene in the entire movie. The effects of the water coming out and like form him manipulating the water looked very good. Very, very good. I loved it. Yeah, I thought it looked pretty good too. I like the part like when the water is coming around him and it's just kind of like going it's avoiding percy himself i thought that yeah, looked pretty good from behind yeah it's really cool it really shows that percy's coming into his own as the son of poseidon like he's really learning how to be the demigod of the sea pretty much uh luke passes out well he doesn't pass out he gets up tells Percy, I thought you were the son of Poseidon. And Percy makes a trident out of water and throws it at him and just launches him far off the island of New York into the water. Percy has the bolt, flies up to the Empire State Building, enters Olympus. He meets all the gods in their little palace and they're all arguing because it's about time for the war to start. And he tells Zeus he didn't steal the bolt. Luke, son of Hermes, did. He wanted to see y'all crumble. He wanted to overthrow you. Uh, Zeus tells Percy that he did well and that there is going to be peace. And Percy asks Zeus to bring Grover back from the underworld. And Zeus agrees. Poseidon pleads to Zeus to let him talk to his son. And Zeus lets him do it just this one time. Poseidon tells Percy he doesn't expect him to forgive him and tells him that he's grateful for Percy and all that he's done. And Percy says, I didn't do it for you. I did it to save my mom and goes to leave pretty much telling Poseidon to fuck off. Like, screw you, dude. Uh, Poseidon chases after him and Percy tells him he didn't need him there all the time, but he would have liked to see him just once. And Poseidon tells him he wanted to, but when he was with them, he started becoming human. And that's why Zeus passed the law. He tells Percy that he always watched over him. And whenever Percy needs him, he'll be there in his thoughts. It's honestly super sweet actually moment between a father and son like we can't see each other but I can still talk to you and know that I am always looking out for you and I'll always be there for you 
which is it's sweet but it's a little bit shitty just a little bit yeah i mean to be fair poseidon doesn't really have much control over that because of zeus's authority yeah yeah so that's understandable it's shitty on zeus yeah but it's oh mm, no i'm gonna spoil the second book i'm not gonna say it never mind (laughs) nope not going to let's just say zeus isn't all that uh good either well that seems about on brand with zeus in general yeah uh, we then cut to Percy's mom dropping him back off at camp and telling him that she kicked the stepfather out. He, they will never see him again. He is out of their lives for good. Uh, Percy can stay at camp if he wants, but he can also come back for school in the fall. Uh, whatever he decides to do, she'll be okay with. They say goodbye. And Percy walks into the camp and is congratulated by a ton of campers. Grover shows him that he got his horns, which means that he's promoted from a junior protector to a senior protector. What'd you think of the horns? <laughs> They're just some tiny little, little <laughs> beans on the top of his head. Like little nipples. Are they, I'm guessing in the second movie, they're like full on horns. I don't remember. I imagine so. But this was, I think, I'm pretty sure they go on this in the second movie. But the whole point of him being like the whole point of a satyr is they start as junior protectors and then work their way up to becoming senior protectors. And then they can get their searcher's license, which gives them access to go onto this adventure to find Pan, which is like, I guess, their god for nature because humans are completely trashing the earth. So they want to find pan to help bring the earth back to life, but no Seder has ever been successful. No Seder has ever come back alive. So he's pretty much going on a death mission at this well, point. I'm sure if one Seder can do it, it's going to be the secondary protagonist of this movie. I'm sure you're right. I'm sure you are. Or it might all just be a ruse. We don't know. We don't know. We we may never know if we uh, hopefully (laughs) never watch the second one. (laughs) Oh, you're just stealing your fate here, buddy. We are watching it. We'll see. We'll see. We're watching it. Percy goes to train with Annabeth. And she kind of like grabs him like she's about to go in for a kiss but then takes his sword from him and says first rule of battle strategy don't let your opponent distract you thought you're gonna say don't talk about battle strategy (laughs) i actually haven't watched that movie of course you haven't (laughs) (laughs) of course not anyways forget that i never said that I know the reference, but I haven't watched the movie. I'll take what I can get, I guess. Yeah. Uh, They start fighting, and the camera pans out, and credits roll. And that's Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's a post-credit scene in this movie. There is a post-credit scene. Okay. Just making sure you caught that. There is. The stepdad is back at 
Percy's mom's apartment to get his stuff and she just leaves him there and he goes to grab a beer out of the fridge sees that it's locked and there's a note on the fridge that says do not open this fridge whatsoever Percy calls him like a little runt or something calls him something bad breaks the lock opens the fridge there's Medusa's head without the sunglasses he is immediately turned to stone. Douchebag finally turned to stone. Again, um, like whenever I saw him going towards the fridge before I ever even saw the note or anything, I knew Medusa's head was about to be in the fridge. So <laughs> I was watching it. I was like, yep, Medusa's head's going to be in there. Don't open it. And then he opened yep. it, Medusa's head, and now he's frozen. Yep. Actually, a funny thing in the books about Medusa's head is they don't take it with them. Percy puts it in a box and sends it to the gods at Olympus to like pretty much be like, look, bitch, this is what I've done for you motherfuckers. Like being cocky, pretty much, which I thought is funny. I feel like they should have did that in this movie because it would have shown Percy's character a little bit more. Because he's very cocky in the books. He's very cocky and smart. Did that not turn the gods into stone? I don't know how that works with gods, actually. I don't know. I guess it makes sense that they wouldn't be frozen since they're more powerful than Medusa is. Yeah. Uh, I do have a question, though. Yeah. How did Luke manage to steal the lightning bolt? They don't. No, they do not explain it at all. And there's a reason for that. Because it's a part of the bigger plot line of the entire series. So, oh, Emmy, I hope you finish the book before you're listening to this. Just book spoiler alert, big time, if you haven't finished the first book, question mark. Yes. Second yes. Book? Yes. The first book. Yes. Okay. Skip so, this. so the campers are allowed to go up to Olympus once a year, uh, for some solstice. I think it's something special. It's like a whole field trip type thing that they take. Luke was a chaperone on this time that they went. He steals the bolt while he's there. Goes back to camp. Everybody thinks it's Percy. Whole war starting, okay? Obviously. So this is where the part with Ares comes in because Ares catches Luke with the bolt and instead of turning him in, he works with them because they are being manipulated by the god's father Cronus in Tartarus that is trying to come back to life. All right. <laughs> so you Not, see what I, I mean? I can't put any faces to the names, so I don't know like what characters or what. Cronus is the god's father, okay, that they killed and imprisoned in Tartarus. That's in the underworld, right? Okay. You with me? Cronus is playing mind games with Luke and Ares, the god of war, to bring the bolt to him so that he can get out of his prison and take down his children 
and completely eliminate human life as well. So that's how, that's how Luke gets the bolt. And that's how it's so frustrating with this movie because it goes, this is the entire, the big plot line of the entire series. This is explained and fought through, through all of the books. This is the main point of the entire story of Percy Jackson, which is why it's so upsetting that it was not in the movie. Well, I wonder if they go into it in the second movie. They try to, but it's completely jumbled because they screwed up in this movie. I think they were like, okay, let's focus on Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief, see how that does, and then we'll try to continue. But they like screwed themselves pretty much because they screwed up the storyline and tried to bring it in. Is that why you think this uh, series failed? I do. I do think that's why this failed because they, they messed up from the beginning. And like, there's this whole, like there's an Oracle at the camp that the campers go to see and they're giving quests. And that's why they go out and do all these things to find the bolt, not because they need to go get Percy's mom from the underworld, not because they need to find Persephone's pearls because Percy needs to fulfill this quest. It's predestined. It's his destiny. So it's like they completely cut out all the important parts and put in all the stupid shit. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. As somebody who's never read the books. Yeah. It's upsetting to me, which is why I really hope the Disney Plus series is like page for page from the books because they have a chance to redeem themselves if they do it right. I guess only time will tell. Yeah. And maybe you will look into doing that series as it comes out. I would love to. I would love to do that. So what'd you think? Did you like it? Um, I'll be honest. It was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Right? It, I will say I did set my expectations kind of low because I didn't think it would be that great, but it did exceed those expectations. Um, for a 2010 movie, it was not as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah, it's good. I want to hear you say it. I'm not going to say it's good, but I'm not going to say it's bad either. It was all right. All right, guys, you heard it here. Matt thinks Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief is good. All right. It's a good movie. It was all right. It was good. All right. That's going to wrap this up for Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. If you want to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Variant Vendetta, if you want to leave a five-star reveal, review, that would be cool. I can't make you because I'm not your mama. But But it would be awesome. It would be awesome, and we would be very thankful for it. We would be very thankful, yes. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this first uh, Trust Me, You'll Like It. This was a lot of fun, actually. I didn't think I would become the bad guy, but (laughs) crazy things happen every day. It's not always me. (laughs) You're right. Tune in next week for another movie review and we will see you guys later thanks guys bye